Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lianne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. Today's episode is absolutely perfect for where we are currently at this time of the year. It's a time to slow down, a time to reflect, and to really go inward as we are about to flip the calendar. A school teacher for 16 years, Catherine found herself overextended and burnt out. Knowing that she needed a break, she started to tap into her own energy and asked the universe for what she needed, and the universe delivered. Catherine ventured into the entrepreneurial world and took a leap of faith, jumping in with both feet. Trusting in her own intuition, guidance, and being more in her own energy has brought Catherine back to who she really is. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation and to give yourself permission to slow down. Let's get started. Catherine, so amazing to see you. Welcome to the Spiritual Shift Worker podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. Yay! So I just like to give my listeners a little bit of context on how we sort of know each other. Um, so we've known each other, I think it's almost two years, I guess. Yeah, we're like, we're going on two years for sure. Yeah. And we connected, we've been in the same sort of online space, have been in the same masterminds. Um, and supporting each other really as we've sort of navigate this, you know, just evolving as amazing women, but also sort of the entrepreneurial aspect of things. Um, and of course, the fact that you're Canadian, you're in the West, uh, yes. I feel, I feel connected. So, um, I would really love for you to introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you are currently excited about today. Okay. So I, I'm an eclectic mix. Let me just like start with that, I guess. So I was a school teacher for 16 years. And then, you know, you get to a point where you give and give and give and give and give to so many things that you just get burnt out. And like, I think as women, most of us can relate to that. We're mothers, we're wives, we're daughters, we're friends, we're this, we're that. And you get like roped into those titles. And teacher is one of those titles that you get sucked into really hard, especially when you're a teacher who has like wanted to be a teacher since they were five years old, right? And so you give and you are always the one to step up to the plate and like do the things. And I'm not saying I'm the only one because many of the staff that I work with were amazing and they all stepped up too. But like, you can only do that for so long and it eventually wears you down, right? 
And so I was definitely in this place of feeling like I was burning out and I didn't have like that same level of like, oh, I can't wait to get up and go to work in the morning as I did when I started. And like that to me was a signal of like, okay, I need to have a break. I need to do something different. And I was being pulled to become an entrepreneur, but like, I don't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about business. I shouldn't say that I don't because there's been massive growth in the last two and a half years, but um yeah, it was just one of those things of like, okay, well, like, what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> Here we yeah. are. Let's give it a try and, and play. And I was very lucky at the time um, that the universe just sort of aligned and allowed me that opportunity. And I say that because of, I fully believe that this is what happens in life. Um, so at the time, my husband was in the military and he received a posting message mid-year, which is not common. Usually posting messages come out at a certain year and he got his in the end of January of 2020. Well, we all know how that year went for us. So we were supposed to be posted. uh, We currently lived in Cold Lake at the time and we were supposed to be posted to Halifax, Nova Scotia, which of course is the opposite side of the country. And his posting message was for April 1st. And I was like, well, I am not going to have my husband and my two little kids move across the country and me stay in Alberta and see out my teaching contract. So I gave the notice that I need to give and I resigned from my position only to fast forward a combination of like, you know, having that posting be postponed because of COVID and everything else that was coming out to eventually him receiving his uh, medical release that he had, this had been a four-year process. Um, So like September of 2020, he got medically released and we weren't posted at all. And we got to choose where we moved and the rest is history. So here we are. So that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship. I knew I wanted to start something. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I took a leap of faith. I signed up for like, I don't even know. It was a crazy amount. I hope my husband doesn't hear this, but it was probably like a $10,000 US mastermind, you know, before I even finished teaching of like, this is what I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure out how to do the things and both feet. Like that's how I roll. I jump in with both feet and I had no idea what I want my business to be. I just knew I wanted to do something and I wanted it to be online so I could create that freedom for myself to have more time with my own kids. Cause I'm sure, you know, as a shift worker, you miss out on so much valuable time with your own kids and like having somebody else have those experiences. Right. And as a teacher, of course, like my kids weren't at my school cause they were learning in French and I was teaching in English. So I didn't have the opportunities to be going to all of the things and participating in the field trips. And I'm like, why am I missing out? Why am I pouring into everyone else's kids and I'm not getting the same amount of time to my own? Like, this is who I want to be around, right? And so I really wanted that opportunity while they were still small to like be that integral part of their life. And so I tried to make stuff happen. So here we are. Amazing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is is quite amazing how the universe does really show up as long as you're paying attention, right? To what it is you've put out there and then opportunities can can just show up. And so the question there is that you said, right? You, you were craving something, you know, you were burnt out, you were over like over it without being able to give so much more to your own family. And was that, Mm -hmm. where was that showing up for you? Was that in um, it just drained, um, frustration, all the things like, what was it that finally you said, shit, I really need you to pay attention and something has to shift here. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, for me, and I think most people can relate to this, it showed up everywhere. It showed up in my relationship with my husband. It showed up in my tolerance for my own kids, my patience with my own kids. It showed up for how I, my own self-talk, how I felt about myself. It showed up to the level of, you know, time and attention that I was giving myself. It showed up to the fact that, you know, like my friends would want me to do things and I could barely pull myself like out of my own way to like, you know, want to hang out with my friends. And I I had always been the type of person who always had people around them, right? Like I always wanted to have a community of, of friends. I always wanted to be surrounded by my friends and their kids. And I was always the one that hosted everything. And like, you know what I mean? Because that was, that was what made me feel good. But getting to this place, I was like, get the F out of my energy. Like, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around you. Like, leave me alone. And, the, and it was the anger that like, really, like, I, I'm not an angry person, but I was angry all the time. <laughs> and so one of the things that, sorry to cut you off, but one of the things that I have learned over the last little while is like, you know, Matt is often Sad's bodyguard. And that's exactly, exactly what was going on for me. And so it was like, but I was the only person that could change anything. <laughs> a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Right. What you just said there, I was just going to add on to that is that those emotions are signs to something else of what it's, you know, anger, frustration is underlining to something else. And you just, you know, you said it right there that you, you were sad um, about just whatever, right? What, and so what was it? Did you, what is it now that you've figured it out? Because I'm sure you have. Uh, it's sad about not following myself, not trusting myself, not trusting my own, like, you know, intuition about things, life in general, whether that was, you know, relationships, whether it was like the course of my life or my job, whether it was like how to parent my children, let's talk about the things because like, you know, everybody wants to give you parenting advice and you should do this and you should do this and you should, should, should yourself into a state of like, holy crap, I don't know anything. What am I doing? Where really, like, I mean, trust yourself, you know, your kids better than anybody else, right? And so you take advice from all of these other people. And it's almost like information overload, right? And especially as entrepreneurs, (laughs) that happens a lot in our businesses, because we've just become consumers, right? Consumers of all the information, consumers of the courses, consumers of the free stuff, consumers of all the things. And then it shuts down your ability to trust yourself because then you are thinking like, uh, you don't even know where you land in all this. Right. And so I think it just got to the point where it was like, like, I'm going to close everything off. And like, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I had ever advocated and stood up for myself. And at this point I was 36 years old, almost 37 So like that speaks volumes in 37 years. That was the first time that I was willing to like say no to someone else here, enter, enter the patterns, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But like you say no to someone else and have the the courage to say no and say, this is what I need and doing it to people who you would normally like not question, like your doctor, like your employer, like, right. Like the people who have that sense of authority and like, you know, professionalism, they know what's right. They know what's best. Like you don't question the things. Right. And so I walked into my doctor's office and I said, like, I need, I need some stress leave from work. 
the very first thing he tried to do was put me on medication. And I was like, I'm not depressed and I'm not anxious. I need a friggin' break. I need a break. I need a breath of fresh air to like allow myself some time and space to figure out what I need. I don't need to be drugged. I will take your therapy though, that you are offering, because I know that will be helpful. So thank you for that suggestion. (laughs) Like, and I had been in therapy for years, (laughs) but like, you know what I mean? It's just allowing myself and trusting myself to know what I need in that moment and advocating for me, allowing myself the voice. Right. And I think, I think so many of us can relate to that. It's scary to stand up for yourself. Yeah, I I can totally, totally relate. Right. So same thing. My, my story is the sense of overwhelm where same thing, right? You're running around, you're doing so many things for everybody else um, to the point where you're like, I don't even want to do the groceries. Like I didn't want to do the simple things with my kids. And I loved what you said where you weren't trusting yourself and you knew you were out of alignment, right? You Mm -hmm. knew that you weren't because you weren't following what you know you needed to do for yourself it was bringing on all these other emotions and it wasn't for, for me. I just, you know, it's been a couple of years and I came to that exact same aha is that I was frustrated with everyone and anything around me because I wasn't doing what was in alignment with what I needed um, and what my soul desired me to do. Amen. Right? <laughs> and, yeah. and having the courage Yes. To say, this is what I need. And I'm, I didn't grow up as a huge people pleaser. Let's, let's use that term that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always very independent to be able to do those things on my own and not really have to worry about anyone else. I've certainly not the people pleasing kind, but certainly still raising kids, having a demanding career as a police officer. You, you have to be at a certain spot at a certain time. Um, yeah, it was. It was just like enough. Like I just, like you said, you just need a break. And so (laughs) what now have you, because I know you've sort of shifted in your entrepreneurial aspect of things. And I loved when you said following your intuition and following those hits of inspiration. And so maybe you can talk about what that is for you now. Yeah. And, and I know you had asked me like, you know, what are you excited about? And, and we joked before we started the recording and I said hibernation, but like, that's a true story, you know, and like sometimes, especially as entrepreneurs or, or even just, it doesn't even have to be an entrepreneur. It can be anybody. I know everyone can relate to this. Even if you have a career, like you go through these ebbs and flows in life, right? And there's days that you wake up and you're raring to go and you're so excited to do the things and you take in and you consume and you learn the things or you have these experiences and you like interact with people in their energy and your own energy. And it's like, okay, what do I do with all this information? And there needs to be that sort of like integration piece, right? And that's when we, that's when we can hear our intuition. Our intuition is that little tiny kid at the back of the class who just barely raises their hand. And it's like, I I have something to say, (laughs) right? But the noise of our society, the noise of the consumerism, the noise of the demands of life when it comes to being a mom or a parent in general, a mom or a dad, but, um, you know, like we just fill ourselves with so many things that like, we don't have that. What do I I want? What do I hear? What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? Like, 
do I trust what I feel and hear and see and are, you know, around me in my own space? And I, when, when I say own space, I mean your own energy, right? Like, um, without being influenced by other people. Right. And so really, yeah, allowing, allowing time for that integration and allowing time to just be one of the courses that I took, there was the lady that ran it used the term creative loafing. And I absolutely have fallen in love with that. She said, as uh, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, like scheduling time in your week to sit and do nothing, which sounds completely opposite to what most people tell you to do. But I tell you the hot second that I started doing that in my business was the hot second that my like success, and I put that in quotations, but the hot second that I started making more money because it allowed me to sit and I would, I would do some, you know, automatic writing. I would connect to my own energy and I would, you know, think, okay, like, what do I, what I would ask myself a simple question. Like, what do we want to, what do I want to share today? Or what do I want to create today? Or how do, how do I want my intuition and I to work together as a team today? Like whatever the question was at the time that would come to mind, right? And I would just write and see what came out. And it was the most like, I don't know, eye-opening experience, I think, because that's not what society teaches you to do. Society teaches you, like, I mean, growing up, you work hard. Hard work pays off. That's the catchphrase, right? Well, like, you don't have to work hard in order to have something pay off. Sometimes scaling back allows things to pay off in a bigger way because sometimes the payoff isn't financial. Sometimes abundance comes to us in terms of extra energy or in terms of those beautiful self connections or soul connections, whatever you want to call them, right? In terms of like being present and mindful with your tiny humans that you're missing spending time with. Sometimes you need to take a mental health day and spend the day together, right? Like there's so many things that can just be that term of like success and like payoff, but it's not the traditional way that we're, we've been brought up to think of that, right? Yeah. I think I totally got off track with that. No, no, it's, <laughs> all, it's all good because- Welcome to my ramble. This is, this is what my biggest thing is and what I determined, right? My, my overwhelm came to, I, I sat down one day and was like, what, what the fuck? Like, I just sat there and just sat in silence, you know, going, feeling every part of my body going, mm-hmm. oh, that's what this feels like to sit here where there's not chatter and noise and just do, 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 do. It's all about being more present so that you can connect to yourself and to others. Right. And yeah. experience you that hustle and grind. I mean, that's, I've had this conversation with a few other people recently and, and it's why there is still, it's such a belief, right? That we have to hustle and grind to be successful. And again, I say successful in quotes because you've yeah. just explained that there's so many different ways to be successful, right? Absolutely. And everyone attaches the monetary aspect to that. <clears throat> sure. I mean, but money is just energy too, right? Like we're going to, you can just put that on the other aspect of things but I loved that what you said about being in your own energy and so maybe you can explain what you really mean by that because maybe some people don't know what that feels like can you give a description of being in your own energy and being able to make that little noise that little voice in the you know that intuition voice 
louder so that you can actually listen to Mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah. So a lot of times and a lot of people, like when we go out in public and we're interacting with people, a lot of us put, you know, our best face forward sort of thing. And like, we're open. And, and when we open ourselves up to other people, to other situations, we're opening ourselves up to their energy at the same time. Like we are all energy. Everything is energy. And so having these exchanges Sometimes if you're, if you're really open, you may take on also known as empaths. We take on people's energy. We take on people's emotions. We take on their burdens. We take on their beliefs. We take on everything. And then it becomes a struggle as to, okay, well, like you might be feeling overwhelmed. You might be feeling all the things, but then a great question is, is like, does this even belong to me? is this mine? Is this my fear? Is this my anxiety? Is this my like problem? Or is this something that's kind of attached to my energy? Because, you know, I'm open to listening to my best friend talk about things that are going on in her life. Well, have I absorbed some of that? And has it become my problem? Right? So like having the time to sit in your own space and your own energy really looks like like becoming hyper aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things, you know, um, I know energy work is becoming popular and I know like there's, there is a big push about, you know, really becoming self-aware and and having that intuitive connection with yourself and things like that. And one of the big things um, in one of the classes that I teach is really learning to decipher what's yours and what's not yours, because in order to connect to yourself or anyone else, whether it's formally as like a, you know, a psychic or intuitive kind of connection, or whether it's just, Hey, I'd like to be your friend. Let's connect. Right. Like whatever that looks like to you, um, or maybe a client sort of like, um, practitioner energy, whatever connection it is, it's really important to know the difference between your own feelings And what it feels like when someone else is kind of encroaching in that space. And so asking yourself, like doing that body scan, like you said, oh, well, that's what it feels like. Like that's ultimately what you're doing. You're scanning through your body and you're thinking about like, where do I feel heaviness? Where do I feel pain? Where do I feel burdens? Like, how does my heart feel? And like, you know, in energy work, we talk about the, like the chakras and like, those are your energy centers in your body. And a lot of times, if you're doing any kind of healing or cleansing or like Reiki and things like that, you kind of go through these energy centers and you think about like, how does it make you feel? So like, is there pressure anywhere in your body? Is there, because a lot of things energetically will then manifest physically, right? So then you end up with physical pain somewhere. So do you hold stress in your shoulders, in your neck? Like, do you always have a sore back? Well, is it a lot of times, like, you know, you get this sort of metaphor of like, you know, the, the man with the big stone on his back, right? So he's got this big burden on his back, but like in reality, that's actually what's happening because society, like, you know, you put on all of these things for yourself and I don't know, I can't speak to anybody else, but I put ridiculously high expectations on myself for everything. And so if I don't meet my own expectations, then I feel, okay, well then that's when you're, you know, that negative self-talk comes in and the limitations and everything else. But, you know, being in a place where you can really get to know yourself is probably the biggest gift you could ever give yourself. So like sitting quietly and just 
literally closing your eyes and doing a scan. And it's like, what do I feel? How, are you having headaches all the time? Well, is it because you're constantly overthinking or is it because people are constantly nattering at you and you are the person who is the sounding board for everyone? And now you've got all of this energy in your head. Like, okay, well, how could we cleanse that out? How could we get rid of that so that it gets back to just your your feeling and your being and your state of like, what's your baseline, right? <clears throat> yeah. And so, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's interesting. Um, it's a process, but like, if you commit to yourself and you do it, it makes a huge difference because then you can learn, then you can take that. Well, I know what I feel like on a regular basis. I know what feels right for me. So then when you go and you interact and you have these things, then you can decipher, is this mine or is it not mine? And if it's not mine, okay, well, I'm going to beautifully do some cleanse, cleansing, whether that's however you want to do it, right? There's so many different ways you can, and you're going to release that. And then it, it, it like literally feels like a weight gets lifted off your shoulders, right? Yeah. And it just provides you with like kind of grounding, lots of people call it, right? (laughs) But that's basically what you're doing is you're cleansing your energy and you're reconnecting to yourself and you're reconnecting to that kind of like frequency of like, you know, the calmness of earth and what it nourishment and that everything that it gives us, right? So, yeah. I love all of that because it's, that's, that's how I came into my meditation, right? I, I started realizing when I sat there that day, I'm like, I just sat there and the thoughts, just the constant thoughts that were going on in my head, it was like a roller coaster. And then I'm like, wait a minute, these are the same thoughts that I had yesterday. And it's like, it's just a repetitive thing. And when you, like you said, when you become aware that what you're thinking, or am I taking on other people's thoughts or beliefs? And then being able to release that, you're right. It is like this ridiculous weight. Um, and like we said, we were before we were talking, uh, before I hit record, where I said, I'm so like done listening to people tell me how I should be doing things. And I'm like, screw that shit. I'm going to do things my own way because I'm starting to really listen to my own intuition about what feels good, right? What yeah. feels good and follow that because- those emotions that you have are a sign, right? When you're feeling angry or frustration, there's something going on at a deeper level. And so mm-hmm. what have, what is the biggest thing in this shift for you, in this shift of learning the more energy connection that you are able to achieve? What is it that you're letting go of the most personally? It's, it's not a letting go of, it's more of permission granted. So, you know, that that's something like, I I mean, I've taken all the courses I've taken that I've done therapy. I've, you know, I've done like, you name it. I have a back, like I have a degree in psychology. Like I've studied the brain. Like this is, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to stuff like that. And the more that I can learn, the more that I can do, the more I do it. But I had this one mentor that really talked about unlearning. We get to a point in our life where we're, we just can't do it anymore. And we start unlearning what people have imposed on us. And really, when you think about limiting beliefs, it's someone else's interpretation of your capability, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for an example, as a kid, if you have, if like as a kid, if you were someone who was clumsy, you tripped over things, like you were constantly falling, you ran into things. It's like, 
that people started to say, oh, like, well, don't mind the bruises. She's just really clumsy. And so because you get that constant repetition, that becomes a belief. But when our beliefs get ingrained so deep, it feels more like a truth in our subconscious than a belief. And so that helps us form who we are, right? This is how our personality grows. It's all of these imposed beliefs on us as we're going growing up. And it's so it's really a matter of unlearning all of those other opinions of us and really coming back to like, well, who am I at my core? Mm -hmm. Right. And so in that process, it's also a process of unlearning, but accepting. Right. So what are my strengths? What are my gifts? I'll put that in quotations because I think we all have gifts, whether you're talking spiritual gifts or like, you know, like gifts in terms of like what you're capable of doing for a job or a skill or whatever. Right. So what are my gifts? What are my strengths? What areas of growth do I perceive in myself? Not what the other people's perceptions are, but like, where do I perceive that I could grow? Right. And really just owning every piece of you, but we don't take the time to do that a lot of times. No, no. Because there's so much noise, right? There's because there's so much noise and, and also it usually requires some sort of healing, Mm -hmm. right? Which is hard because a lot of times when you think about that, think about who, who were the biggest influences in your life? Well, it was probably siblings or parents or grandparents. It's like people that are supposed to love you and take care of you. So if you had bad experiences, AKA trauma in the past, you have some kind of, you know, belief associated with that trauma that has become a part of who you are. Well, if you then realize that that doesn't belong to you, Well, sometimes it can feel like a gaping hole. Mm. Like you are now like, who am I? I don't know who I am. And that can bring up a sense of panic. It can bring up a sense of like, you know, like maybe I'm, it's just easier. It's easier to keep this the way it is. And I'll just keep blaming this situation. And like, no disrespect. I don't mean that in terms of saying that I like, I'm going to blame the situation. I know trauma has huge effects on people in many different ways. And I'm not trying to downplay the role of trauma in people's lives because that's not appropriate, but there are times that we take on that role of it's easier to just blame somebody for where I am today, as opposed to saying, well, I have a choice in this situation. I can choose to continue being the person who went through this and, you know, who was the victim Or I can choose to be empowered and move on and like make those shifts for myself and heal that part of me and really figure out like, well, do I want to keep thinking this about myself because of that unhealed person's, you know, whether it was opinion or actions or whatever it was, or do I just want to stay there? What's easier, right? And a lot of times it is easier to just stay in the victim sort of place than it is to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to bust through all of those things. <laughs> yeah, it is easier. Right. And that's why so many people never make any shifts in their life. Right. It's, it can be as simple as drinking eight ounces or more of water a day. It's the big shifts, the small shifts, the things that people perceive to be insignificant because 
it's easier, right? To stay the same. It's easier because you're right. You can stay in that victim mode or that limiting belief mode that you've been told that, you know, you're not smart enough and it's easier than to breaking through and doing the work. But again, you have it every, everyone has a choice. And Mm -hmm. again, people may disagree with that because their perception of where they're at, right? That, that it's, if you're triggered, good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because (laughs) that's the thing. Everyone has a choice. It's like you said, you can choose to continue to blame and stay where you are, or you can say, wait a minute, I don't, I don't want to live like this anymore and and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because, you know, and I mean, like as a little girl, I was fascinated with Disney. I, you always have like the prince and the princess and like, you know, you, you, your knight in shining armor comes riding in and saves the day and you live happily ever after. Bullshit, right? Like that doesn't happen in real life. And I'm not saying there aren't princes that come in and try to save the day, but like ultimately you are the only person that can save you. You are the only, you are the person who knows better than anybody else what makes you tick, what makes you feel happy, what makes you like want to, you know, what lights you up, what, where, where's the fire, what, what gives you that fire from the inside out that motivates you to go do something. You're the only person that can feel that, right? And so, yeah, it, it is a hundred percent a choice. And I know, I know that trigger, that triggers a lot of my clients when I tell them that. And, you know, I say, if you're triggered, good, because it's true. And you oftentimes have to get to the point where you realize you hit that proverbial rock bottom, right? It's like, okay, now I like, I can't go anywhere, but up here we go. And, and we all have different thresholds of what that looks like. And that's totally fine. Right. Like it's totally fine because everyone is on their own unique journey. Yeah. And I I was just going to add to that is yes, there's some people that have to get to that rock bottom. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think though, um, I'm here and you're here to show people that you don't need to get there. You don't Mm. need to go all the way to the bottom, that at any point in your life, you can make those changes. You can give yourself permission to be different, to think differently, to sit in stillness for 15 minutes a day. I promote even start with five minutes a day to listen to your own freaking self and Mm -hmm. to say, what do I want to do today? And so I said this to my husband last night because we were talking about the demands of other people, family members, work. And I said, people will say, well, Lianne, Catherine, you're being selfish. You're being selfish. And my response to that, and I want to hear yours, Catherine, is that, yeah, it is. Because if I don't take care of myself first, I can't provide the best for my family. Yeah. And at the end of the day, no one else is living my life. I'm not here to please anybody. Yeah. But to light myself up. Well, and that's, and that's kind of what I meant with like the rock bottom. Like I was very much a people pleaser. So I know you said you were not, but I, I grew up with a dad who I constantly felt like I had to prove myself to him. And I was constantly looking for his approval and for his, you know, like to say good job about anything. Right. And I never got it. So I then went, well, okay, I can't, like, I don't hear that from my dad. Like my mom and dad split when I was just little. And, you know, my mom always like strived to make sure that I was better than she was when it came to like school. Like, I want you to have a better education. I want you to have better opportunities than I had as a kid. Like we all want that for our kids. Right. And so 
there was a level of expectation that I never felt I met with her, even though I know that wasn't her intention. So I felt like I had that from both people. So I always looked for it externally, right? And so when we look for things externally, oftentimes we get disappointed, right? And so eventually, I don't know where I was going with that. I totally just got sidetracked, but like, you, you know, being able to give that back to yourself and like, I, what part of my burnout was that I I couldn't give to anybody else anymore. And like, when it got to the point where I knew that my husband wasn't stepping, he couldn't recognize that I was exhausted. Even though I was saying to him, like, oh, I wish I could just have a break. I wish I had like, I wish I could go in the bathroom to take a 45 minute shit. Like, what does that feel like as a dad? Can you tell me? Like, Right. And it, and you make it this joke, but in reality, it's coming from a place of like truth. Right. But like, we have all these demands as moms, like we're the ones with that mental schedule of like, okay, there's, you know, cheerleading this day, there's football this day, there's hockey this day, there's soccer this day, there's dance or there's music or there's whatever, right? Like we have that mental list that runs in our head all the time. Oh, there's no milk in the fridge or there's not enough milk for cereal the next morning. So I also have to remember to stop and get that. Like it's us that have these expectations to hold everything together, but who the fuck is holding us? Yep. Right. And so that's what I mean when we get to this place of rock bottom and it's like, yeah, no, like how I have, I have done so many other people's like masks for so long, like the oxygen masks, right. Before I've done my own that it's like, I have not, I have nothing. I have no oxygen left. Yeah. So I have, I have nothing left to give. So at what point do you then make yourself a priority? And everybody's threshold is different for that. Absolutely. I know there's like, especially as young moms, you come in and it's like, no, I have to look after my baby. No, I can't leave my baby with someone else. And everybody, and no disrespect, everybody has their own tolerance level when it comes to like, you know, allowing their children to be with other people too. Um, So you have to, you have to do what feels best for you. Again, bring it back to yourself, trust your intuition, but you get to a point where you do have to take care of yourself. Right. And, and I think society is changing. It is. I totally agree. And I I think that culture and maybe, I mean, nobody wants to really think about the last two years that, you know, but really it did cause people to slow the fuck down. It did. did, And it took people away from the hustle and grind of whatever (laughs) they were living to start to do exactly what we're talking about. To to really start to say, what, what is it I really want to do? What is it mm-hmm. that really lights me up? And so I know you mentioned, right, um, teaching burnt you out. And now you've sort of come back around to realize that this is something that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. So what are you like? What are you looking at right now? What other thing is really lighting you up? So for me, it's it's the kids. It's always been the kids. That's why I wanted to be a teacher. Like from the time that I could remember, I was like lining up stuffies and trying to teach them on a like chalkboard in my playhouse, right? Like, and I didn't even really know what school was, but I knew what the idea of school was at that point. And when I got into it, it was the things. It's not the teaching that burnt me out. It was the politics behind the teaching and the expectations, right? And so, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting because- right now in my business, I'm, I'm sort of in this integration phase. <laughs> I've, I've done lots of things with women over the last two years. Like 
you know, I do courses, I do sessions, I do sort of like longer term mentorship. I've done all, I've done the things and I'm like, there's still something that feels like it's missing. It's still this, like, I don't feel hundred percent fulfilled and I haven't been able to put my finger on it. But I think the reason is, is because sometimes we have to go through these experiences, right. To gather, you're in that gathering phase of like figuring out what, what parts of things work, what parts of things do I love? And it's okay to explore. Like as humans, we're wired to do that, yes. <laughs> right? We're Otherwise wired we're to dying, like, really. Yeah. If you're not learning and growing, you're pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've sort of come back full circle and I, I really want to like, you know, I still want to empower women. I think it's really important. That's, that's still a passion of mine. It's always been, I was always the teacher who had, you know, the lineup of moms that basically counseled them in the classroom after school. And like, no, you're doing a great job. Like, don't worry about your child, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Like, I think we still need that, but I'm also feeling the pull to like empower the next level of kids that are coming up. Right. Because, you know, like I said, I spent 16 years in a classroom. I own two children of my own. Like I see the patterns of things that are happening. And, you know, as humans, we do get stuck into these sort of generational and ancestral patterns of like, you know, ways of being, ways of thinking, ways of doing things and stuff. And it's so important um, for me to really give that next generation the power earlier than 36 plus years of age. Right. And so, yeah, my, the next thing that I'm really excited about for myself or my business is to really start shifting focus and like still include the moms, because I think it's conversations we need to hear. And I'll tell you for free, part of the reason that I'm so drawn to this work is because I need to hear it on a regular basis. Mm, (laughs) So when I talk, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) When I talk about all the things, it's like, right. (laughs) Thanks team. I needed that today. Like, right. And so it's, it's still hearing that information. It's still giving those tools to like women out there and not necessarily just moms, but like women in general, but especially to the moms, obviously I have a soft spot, soft spot for kids and moms in my life. And like really being able to empower the moms on how to empower their kids. And so that's kind of, I think, and I say, I think, because I don't know, and it's beautiful that I don't know. I don't want to know how that's part of the fun is like allowing it to unfold. Right. And this is where we talked about before this level of self-trust, but it's like, it's not only trust in myself, it's trust in like the universe of like what it's rolling out to me. Where am I allowing myself to be led? And where am I trusting that those feelings of that pull or whatever it looks like to you, like allow yourself to be drawn there because you're being drawn there for a reason, right? And it's okay that I don't know what that reason is right now, but I'm trusting that that's the direction that we're going. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it takes me. I don't know, but like, I don't, I know that like, I kind of laugh because I say like my kids are like my guinea pigs sometimes. Right. And like, it's true, but I'm like, even the dynamics between myself and my two kids have shifted 365 degrees, like versus where we were when I was like in 2020 ready to like, you know, I was at that kind of state of burnout of like, I don't know what I need to do, but I need to do something. And part of it is because I'm learning about myself. I'm allowing myself the space to heal. I'm allowing myself to feel all of the emotions that I have repressed for so long about many different things. And because I'm doing the work for me, it's, it's showing my kids that it's okay to not be 
perfect 100% of the time. It's okay to take risks. Like they've watched me build this business. They've watched me, you know, be busy. They've watched me fail. And I put that in quotations where like I've tried the things and then I'm sad because it didn't work. But like I talk about it, I'm open with my kids on an age appropriate level of things about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling or like, you know, mommy's really tired today. So like, let's choose to be nice. Let's choose to not pick at each other for stupid stuff that we don't need to pick at. Because like, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's important to be conscientious about the people that we're sharing space with. Sometimes it's important to maybe put others first but not at our own expense, right? But sometimes it's okay to say, "Mm, yeah, I really don't need to push, you know, asking mom to spend $30 to take me to an indoor play park today when I could just ask instead to go to the free park that's down the street, right? Like there's things, it's it's that creating that awareness for yourself, but also creating the awareness for the people around you too, right? And my kids are of the age where they're still, uh, one of them is still in that, developmental state of being, you know, um, all about herself, which is appropriate, but my son is not. And so really balancing the, you know, the ability to shift for him and like teach him the things. And well, you know, Carly is like this because like her brain, this is the way she is. She, she can't see the effects of her self on others yet, but you can, you're past that. Right. And so you and I can have this understanding and we can give Carly a free pass sometimes for certain things because we know that her brain hasn't grown past that yet. Right. And so really giving them the tools has made a huge difference in our relationship. And it allows it articulate. It gives them a voice. They can articulate how they feel. They can articulate why they're doing things the way they are. It's not this instant defensive, like, right, knee-jerk reaction to things all the time. That is one thing that I've over, again, mainly the last two years and and really becoming more present with my boys as well is is giving them the tools to Mm -hmm. say, okay, how can you calm yourself? How can you, you know, extend that time between the stimuli and the response to have a better reaction to things and to know how to soothe yourself because, you know, people aren't going to do it for you. They're going to do it in a different, they're going to do something else. And you can't, like we talked about, rely on other people to be able to bring you what you need. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be disappointed or you're going to, there's going to be some other sort sort of trauma or something that's going to end up there that we don't want to continue into the next generations, right? Exactly. We really are healing um, what we've been through. And I've, I caught myself, you know, saying things to my kids where I'm like, holy shit, that <laughs> is so, and again, my love, my parents and, and love, you know, I had an amazing upbringing, but it's like, shit, those limiting beliefs about money or this or that. It's like, oh, I can't, I have to reframe this yeah. in a way that my boys will understand so that it's not creating the same things. Yeah. 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 And like, how empowering is that? Yeah. And, and being able to like, for me, for the meditation, right? Like my oldest, um, very much an overthinker and could be thinking about, you know, what the next week is going to look like. And I have to always be bringing him back to going, buddy, like, this is what we're focusing on right now. Let's go and do something mindful and present right now. Let's not worry about things that we 
can't really control next week. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that so much, Catherine. Like it's something that is so needed in bringing our kids. Our kids are being brought up in such a different world, right? Than what we did. And yeah. it's, there's some things that we can control. Like there's the social media, there's the technology, but being able to bring them back and center them into themselves mm-hmm. is the most important. And the fact that as an educator and an entrepreneur, you can do that yeah. in such a way because even like our kids, my kids are in the pub, the, the private, um, the Catholic system, but that's still the public school system. I'm not homeschooling them. It is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and so there is still some unlearning that I have to do with them when they come home. Let's be real. Yeah. But being yeah. able to teach them those basic fundamentals, like you were talking about, I think is, beyond anything that we could could give our kids in any form of any gift for sure yeah absolutely absolutely like if you can have a strong sense of self-awareness and self-trust everything else will fall into place yeah and so what what is the one thing if someone's like they're feeling like you were feeling like that burnout and that that frustration that anger that impatience with the kids like for me, I knew my meditation practice has been a life changer. So what would you, you know, if somebody needed to wanted to start other than just saying, Hey, I need to go take three weeks by myself in Bali. Yeah. That's what can they do today? <laughs> that I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what can, where can they start? Where can they start? Start small. That's if I can give any advice, start small and like, just and like turn, turn within yourself because you know what you need. It's a matter of listening and like following that pull. So like you need a nap, take a nap and like, let go of the belief that sitting on the couch and, you know, like binge watching eight hours of Netflix because you are tired and you need a friggin' break is not lazy. It's self-maintenance, right? But like we have, that's where I'm saying, like we get so ingrained in like having these preconceived notions of things that we don't give ourselves the permission to do what we need, right? So just start with baby steps. If, If you're not comfortable, you know, like, sitting, you know, whatever, whether it's getting a babysitter because your kids are are driving you nuts, then like at night when you put them to bed, let go of the to-do list and allow yourself, ask your question, like, what do I want to do right now? Maybe it's that you want to take a bath for an hour and a half. Maybe it's that you've had this book on your shelf that you've wanted to read forever, but like who friggin' has time for that, right? Maybe it's that you want to call up a girlfriend and have like, have a chat over a glass of wine, like whatever it is, just allow yourself the opportunity to do what you're drawn to. And if it is that you want to do your to-do list so that you feel ahead of the game the next day, then allow yourself to do that. But know that you're doing it from empowered place because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's the, right. The should, the should all over. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Not adhere to that at all. Like I used to be that way. I'd be like, well, shit, I've got to do this, 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 and this. And now I'm like, I've had to scrub the floor for a week. It hasn't got done yet because I don't have the energy to do that. But when I get the energy and feel the nudge to do it, I'll do it. I mean, let's be real. My, my floor is not that dirty, but yeah, I know what you're saying. You know (laughs) what I'm saying, right? And it's putting the intention behind that. Exactly. That it is okay. It's okay to just let go of that 
Let go of the should. If you can, if you can remove one word from your vocabulary or even replace it, it's not necessarily removing it, but replacing the word should with I get to. Yes. Yeah. It totally changes the whole context. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Catherine, Mm -hmm. I could totally, um, I could totally talk to you all day because I think this is so needed in the world. Just the slowing down. I, you know, the hustling grinded narrative really is starting to crumble. Um, Mm -hmm. I think whether or not whatever your belief is around the last two years and, and, and COVID, it definitely has changed the way that we're doing things. Um, and so we know sort of now what you're doing as far as finding that life harmony. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like the balance. I don't really love that word balance. I think that there's, is it for me that's like putting something a little bit lower right because things yeah but um the harmony of things and it sounds like you've sort of figured that out um, mm. with your kids and being able to really tune into yourself so I I just what you're doing is so so needed and I just love you to death oh <laughs> well the feeling is mutual my girl <laughs> so where can people find you follow you um you know they want to connect with you yeah. So I, I hang out a lot. Well, not so much recently because I've sort of been in this hibernation mode, but like, uh, on Instagram, my, my handle is a connected female. Um, and then I also am on Facebook just with my name, Catherine Rickard. You can get all of my social connections from that too. So that's probably the two best places. Um, or you can check out my website. It's just connected with Catherine.com. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if anybody, um, is listening what's what's one in just one word and I think I'll know what it is but what is one word you want to leave people with okay. mm. permission love it like yeah. self-permission yeah yeah love that so much yeah Oh, Catherine, thank you so much. And if you have loved this episode as much as I have, please make sure that you subscribe and share with anybody who really needs to hear that they just need to give yourself permission to do whatever it is that you need to do to get back in touch and and in tune with yourself. So thank you so much, Catherine, and everything will be in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipworker podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.